Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A decade ago, Lucer Tversky was a member of the Hasidic community in Brooklyn. Now having left the world, that world entirely, he's only orthodox in the movies. In Felix and Mira, which is playing now, and in fact it'll be, it's playing across the street from where I am talking to you at the University Town Center Theaters. He plays Sholem, the husband of a Hasidic woman, played by Hadas Huron, um, who questions her faith and develops a relationship with a secular man. We're, again, in a way that uh, Mira mirrors uh, Mr. Tversky's real life experience. That was uh, at 23, he was married, father of two, and he left his faith, uh, divorced his wife, and was shunned. We're joined today again by Lucer Tversky, the uh, the husband in the film Felix and Mira. Lucer, welcome to film school. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Thank sorry that me. was a little bit uh, of a. Uh, a bastardized version of what the actual film uh, is about, Mira, Felix and Mira, but um, y- your story does, in some way, um, uh, mirrors, as it says in the, in the uh, what I said in the opening. Yeah, well, I guess uh, I guess it, I mean, mirror it is a uh, you know every situation is different, but uh, yeah. but yes, I guess I I play I play my ex-wife. Yes. In the film, yeah. In a manner, yes. So my ex-wife was in my position, and I was in Mira's position, and I, you know, I played uh, the person who doesn't want to leave. Right. Well, it, it's a terrific yeah. film. Uh, uh, Felix, Thank you. Yeah, Mira is a wonderful movie. It is uh, open to a tremendous amount of acclaim. It was uh, the best film award for the Gotham Film Festival and two best actors awards. Uh, that was Toronto Film Festival, yeah. The Toronto Film Festival. So, congr- yeah. congratulations on it. Now, tell me a little bit about this sort of transition, or how you came to acting. What were what what were the path that led you uh, to uh, to this role and uh, and your change in life? Um, what led me to acting? I think I was I think I was born with the bug. I, you know, I think I was born with this sort of mental disorder of wanting to act. <laughs> Um, ever since I was a kid, I've always, I, even, even, even though I didn't know, uh, that there was such thing as films because Hasidic Jews don't watch films and we don't have television and we're not aware of any of that stuff. Um, I mean, I thought for most of my, uh, most of my life that, uh, that television is basically like, like news. I thought the only thing that's on television is the news because the only times I would see a television at an airport or at, like a doctor's office it would be like CNN. Right. So I thought that full of television was news. I didn't know there was acting on television. Um, but I, wa- I knew I wanted to be a performer. I knew I wanted to be an actor. I just didn't know that the medium uh, where people do it actually exists. Um, and later in life, when I started watching films and hiding when I was still in the community, I, was, I, would, I had a secret television that, at a place, and uh, I would watch television. And I knew that there was actually, and I, and I became exposed to pop culture and what ha- what's happening in the world, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I started out, when, uh, when I was living in New York, I started out doing small uh, student films and uh, short films, 
um, just kind of like worked my way up, and uh, one thing led the other, and I uh, I ended up uh, doing a short film that was in a in the festival of Montreal where Maxime saw it, and uh, and yeah, next thing I know, he, the uh, they reached out to me. I was actually Nancy, one of the producers of the show of the of the film, reached out to me on Facebook hmm. um, and asked me to audition. Wow, I I, I wonder. I, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I'm sure an, an unusual. Uh, well, maybe not. I mean, the world is changing. I mean, social media really. The is... world, the world, <laughs> the world is changing. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I always tell my my actor friends, they're like, you know, so how did you get here? Like, you know, just keep doing it. You keep doing it. You do anything. You do any short film, any student's film, and put yourself out there, and uh, yeah. you know, people might find you. Because right. otherwise, if you're just sitting. And saying, "Oh well, I live in LA, and something is going to happen to me." You know, nothing is going to happen. You know. Well, uh, now I, I failed to mention. Thank you for bringing up uh, Maxime Giraud is the director and writer, as well as Alexandre Laferri. I'm probably uh, Laferri. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're the we're the writers of this. Um, t- just in that, that regard, the story was obviously Maxime uh, Giraud wrote uh, the story. Um, did it during the course of uh, writing this or at some point once production of the film started, was there much of a collaboration between you and, and him on your character or in the development of the storyline? Was there, was there any sort of uh, interplay between, between you and him on this? Uh, no, I mean, it was I think he, uh, once he decides, <coughs> excuse me, once he decides someone is right for the role, and I've heard, I've heard this from people who've worked on other films. He doesn't really like interfere with the actor. Once he decides you're the right actor for the part, he, he trusts you and just puts it in your hands and lets you take it wherever you want it going to go. You know, unless you do something that you know it doesn't fit with the tone of the film, which happened a couple of times during filming, where he gave a little bit more direction and like and changed things around. Other than that, he literally just let me do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was uh, pretty strong. I'm like not screwing up the lines, but uh, other than that, uh, <laughs> there was not a lot of direction. Um, but when it comes to the Hasidic stuff, like the accuracy of the Hasidic thing, of the clothing and other and the Yiddish and the set and the many like the just the cultural on the things in the film, um, he completely trusted me. He basically put me in charge of making sure that that it's it's as close as an accurate portrayal of Hasidic life as, as, as you possibly can. Yeah, and one of the great things about this film, Felix and Mira, is that it, it's fair, I, it, I would say it's fair to all of the, uh, the characters in the film. I think everyone is given uh, a, a well-rounded um, view. Uh, we, we see them, their flaws and their strengths, and I was particularly taken by uh, is the power of cinema to transport me into a world that I'm just not at all familiar with, the Hasidic community, the traditions, uh, the sort of the sets of, you know, the, the code of behavior, if you will. Um, and I yeah, there's, there's definitely no bad guy in this film. No. There's no bad guy in this film. I think uh, everyone everyone changes. Uh, you start out the film with wanting everyone to change, and everyone, basically, it's in a way predictable, I guess. I don't want to give away the whole movie. No, no. But the... Uh, but you know, uh, you know, Felix starts out at the, as this irresponsible, you know, can't do anything right guy. Um, 
Shulam, my character, starts out being very stringent and very square, um, and he kind of comes around and begins to be more more understanding. Um, Meira, obviously, um, changes the most. I mean, she is stuck in the community. Um, maybe not her character doesn't change, like her, her um, like emotionally she doesn't change much, but her right. circumstances change dr- drastically. Right. Um, and I don't want to give away the end of the No, movie, no, but... but uh, I- but, yeah, people change. Yeah, but she, but she, the the I guess the the factor in in her character is that she's a little more dynamic. She's she's sort of in a quiet way determined to see her circumstances change, um, very in a very understated sort of way. But um, yes, yes. But uh, I, I, again, it, it's a it, it's a lovely film um, because uh, I, I like films like this where. So much of this uh, film is sort of the internal landscape of the characters and of the acting. Uh, it's it's a facial expression. It's a movement. It's it's uh, it's the interplay between uh, between you and uh, and Mira. It it there's a lot yes. of things that just feel. And I and I and I love I love that kind of acting. I think like actors don't get to do that a lot. Right. You're right. Uh, yeah. Because acting teachers um, or acting schools would tell you that like. Um, stuff like, oh, I, I know that you're really, really feeling it, and I know that you're really doing it, but it's like paint dry. It's like watching paint dry because, well, paint is really drying. It's really, really drying. <laughs> yeah, but it's not interesting. So they're kind of like most acting schools, especially in L.A., um, where everyone is, you know, with a lot, not everyone, but many people care less about um, good acting, and they care more about getting the audition and becoming a star, uh, where the... the, the the acting coaches, you know, they teach you to um, to amplify yeah. your, your 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 emotions, right? You know, to make it look as if it's bigger than it is. Right. And I feel like actors, I think, what they really love when I speak to them, and I, I can speak for myself at least, what what we really love is going through that process with the character, yeah. and not having to play with it too much, not to have not to have to overdo it. Any much, and I think this, um, this kind of acting to me is incredibly rewarding. When you have a director, you have a film where 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 he's where he's so good at putting the camera on your face and just like watching it unfold inside. Right. You know, and and the thing is, you know, what they say that the camera doesn't lie, right? And you know, and it, it gets picked up. Well, and, and that's trust. That's trust on the part of the director to. His expectations are being met by your ability as an actor, but you're also trusting him to, you know, to capture your performance. And, and yeah, you would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that part of it. Uh, and by the way, we're speaking with Luzer Twersky. He is the uh, he plays the part of Shalem. He is the husband of Mira in this, I'll say it, love triangle. If that's it, sounds a little. Little tawdry to put it that way. It's more than that. But Felix and Mira. It's the film. It's out. It's been in theaters and it's uh, played in Los Angeles and New York. It's opening today as we speak uh, across the street from uh, the studio here at the University Town Center. Um, yeah, I, 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 I completely agree. I think the the acting in Los Angeles is probably geared towards landing sitcoms and and yeah. and big budget tent kind of tent pole movies. So they're playing to the back row. Those 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 actors tend to play to the back row. It's almost like a, to me, it's almost like a theatrical acting. You, you're as a as a theater performer, you you need to make sure everyone can 
see your expressions and hear your voice because uh, it, that's just see, that's the way it is in a theater. It's not like a like a movie. Where yeah, in a way, and 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 the problem is that that uh, what really confuses people, and I think um, you know, it it did confuse me for a long time, where people would say, "Yeah, fine, so you can act, but your kind of acting is not doesn't make you it will not will not make you a star, right? You know, right? It's like they're looking for like the Tom Cruise like kind of acting, yeah. you know." Yeah. Where it's like this, like I don't know, like I'm not saying Tom Cruise is not a good actor; he's a great actor. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's um, a different but, kind of. Uh, it's there's a certain level of intensity of like obviousness to like what he's trying to do. It's like it's it's kind of like you have to appeal to the lowest common denominator. That way, everybody can understand what you're going through. Right. And you know, I'm a I'm a big believer in subtlety. I believe that everything is nothing is black and white. Everything is more complicated than that. You know, everything I see, everything I hear is like, uh, well, that's probably not all everything there is to it. And I appreciate that in films. Yeah, and I would agree. There's a couple of films that come to mind that I've seen within the last year that remind me of Felix and Mira. That, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Museum Hours. It's Jim Cohen's film. Uh, came out last year. And it, it's What's even, it called? It's called Museum Hours. Um, oh, yeah. It's a terrific film, but it's very similar. The lighting, the look, the pace, very similar uh, in that regard. Um, terrific performances in that as well, but uh, there's, a, there's a sort of a, a, a darkness and light in this film that I really like what Maxime did, uh, Giroux, with this. The, uh, the scenes with Felix tend to be brighter. The scenes with your you and with Mira and your character yeah. tend to be darker. The the shades are drawn. The it's very it's sort of a very um, hermetically sealed sort of feel to uh, to the set setting, I should say. Um, yes, and this is and this is uh, this is the least dark film that Maxine has ever done. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is the most lighthearted film. <laughs> you know, I'm not just talking about lighting, lighting, yeah, like as in light. Yeah. Um, but this is the most lighthearted film they've ever done. It's still pretty heavy. Yeah, because uh, Joe or Jonathan was incredibly dark, and uh, he's, he does pretty dark movies. And this was a uh, pretty lighthearted. But the lighting as well is a big reason for the light. The way it's lit is was a budget issue, really. Mm. Um, we just didn't have enough money to uh, get lighting, get a lot of lighting in, and we had to make do with the natural light for the most part. Uh, there's very very few scenes I can point out. I think on one hand, the scenes that we used that we used the uh, artificial light, mm-hmm. um, and well, Sarah, the, script, the, the the cinematographer, is just absolutely amazing. She's just uh, she's just brilliant. Yeah. No. It, it, again, and I, one of the things in the, in the development, your acting in the development of the character of Shalem, uh, is that I really liked is uh, it's it's a reluctance. To, uh, I mean, his his sort of adherence to Hasidic law, Hasidic practice is is you know is genuine. I didn't, I had never had the sense that it, with this character that there was an, another agenda except beyond a strong belief in what it was he was doing and why he was doing it. But in order to come yeah, no, I I really I I think uh, I always looked I always saw the character someone who who really really believed, and I think that the. Yeah. Uh, it's easy for, for, for even myself, because I have a lot of resentment towards that community, and for the public in general, you know, because you know, they're here, 
here we have, we have this we have this, this group of people who are backwards living in the 16th century. So it's easy to to look down and like to to make that the bad person. I never saw him as a bad guy because I come from that community and I and I understand the feelings behind those beliefs. I understand that the that the people who do what they do in that community do it because they really believe. And I know that from the outside it looks like they're horrible people. But I know what it feels like. And to me with every character I play is I I, I have to be able to really understand what they're feeling. Um and it's all they all have needs. All that they're all they're human. And uh I think that uh, that me being able to understand that character and 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 make him hopefully make him three dimensional and human, I think it's it's given it's given a it gives people a new way of looking at that community in a way. It well, makes them seem more human. Yeah. Instead uh, of just being exotic people with like funny clothes and weird hairstyles. Right. Well, as I said earlier, uh, this is the power of cinema, the power to pull, to put you in a, a place that you're not familiar with, and to, and the and the power of Felix and Mira is to make these people relatable. And again, I, you go back to what you just said; it's a disservice to uh, the character. Putting aside, it, it would have been dishonest or dis disrespectful to the Hasidic community. It's it's the character. The character is committed to what he believes in uh i didn't see malice in him i saw a, a sort of a determination to adhere to the traditions and the laws and then and then as his character opens up and again and then also by doing that it makes the decisions being made by felix and mira more dimensional more more richer in the way that as they yeah. as they begin to um, their their relationship unfolds then you understand the internal dynamics, what's going on in the minds, and there's a scene between you, and Felix, and and yourself in this film that yeah. I just thought was fantastic. And uh, yeah. and there's he, two. Well, there's two. Well, okay, I'll, uh, to meeting in yeah. the apartment, but yeah, well, there's two. You're right on the street. We'll put that one. Yeah, and then but meeting in the apartment, and I thought the way that your character, you know, I just it was a wonderful scene. I'll just leave it alone there. It, it's just terrific to see. Yeah. Two good actors. I think there's the same. There's the famous. Uh, I believe it's the famous physicist uh, Stephen Weinberg who said that the, um, without religion, there's always going to be good people doing good things and bad people doing bad things. Yeah. But for good people to do bad things, it takes religion. <laughs> and I think there's. It's not only true, but if you, it's, it's a lot. It's a really. What this, what what he does is he's like he makes he makes the people who do the bad things human. And I think as an actor, uh, that's very important because, you know, you sometimes have to play a bad guy. You have to play someone who does not nice things. Otherwise, the movie won't, the movies won't be interesting. Right. If everybody, everybody, everybody was behaving um, well. Um, and I think that, to me, is a, is a, very, is a very powerful thing, to, way to think about um, that kind of playing that character, you know, is that uh, he has to do some not very nice things. Uh, not because he's a bad person, but because he's religious, and religion sometimes makes people do stupid stuff. Well, it, it's a terrific performance, uh, Lucera. That um, thank you. Yeah, it really is, and and everyone, um, you know, um, Hadass, 
uh, Yaron, and uh, as well as Martin. Uh, help me out with Martin's last name. Do um, oh, it's difficult with these French names. It's Mar- Mar- it's Martin Dubray. Dubray, thank you. I would yeah. completely butcher that. I, I thank you for that. Yeah, everyone does. Uh, all right. Well, again, the film is uh, Felix and Mira. Uh, you, can, it's also uh, there. The website is. Let's see. Um, oh, I, I don't have Felixandmira.com. Oh well, that that was. I should have guessed that one. But yes, Felixandmira.com. Yeah. And uh, again, it's playing across the street from where I'm sitting right now at the University Town Center. Uh, and just a terrific film. And uh, Mike, congratulations to you for your performance. Uh, Lucer Tversky, thank you so much for being on Film School today, too. Appreciate it. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Uh, thank you. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.